0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. I'm my chip outs, man. I got this, yeah.
0: And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time! To listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle
2: Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. It is another lovely day in Ankleville. Dan's some traction on that Twitter sphere, uh, thanks to all you people liking our sheets, telling us we're good at things, and also the nine-in-one ankle lock streak doesn't hurt. I'm gonna go to Danny first. Dan, how are you feeling? this lovely Tuesday afternoon. We're
0: ahead of schedule. Apparently you're a busy man. Yeah, I got a busy week ahead, but um, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm geared up for this card. Coming off a red one for me and then a week off, you know I want to get into the green. It's almost
2: a lock, too. Kobe, you're in attendance this evening as well. How are you feeling,
1: sir? Feeling good. Feeling good. Had so, to stick to the mouthwash regiment last week.
2: Man, that is you got to keep the shakes off whatever it takes so for our new listeners since we've got a lot of traction on twitter recently for our new listeners we are here to break down fights and give you a little bit of money um or a lot of bit of money if you tail dan so kobe i believe on the agenda day it's just breaking down Dern yan is that it i've got news and notes that we
1: can run through okay
2: so i'll actually i see why you wanted to Maybe you opened it, but my bad. So I'll kick it over to Country Club's corner for a little bit of news and notes,
1: and then kick it back Um, to me and we
2: can start the
0: breakdown.
1: Yeah. I guess a little status updates on some games we're playing, but without any recap to do, that's all we got. Ankle lock, Reese mentioned nine and one. We're sitting in second place in that competition plus 34.6 units since the game, whatever, restarted in July. And first place, we're not even, what, 0.1 units back. 34.7 units is first place. Third place, 27.0. So uh, starting to stretch our neck out a little bit ahead of the pack. And then first place is definitely within reach. So let's keep moving there. Um, we are, what, 34.6 is what I said, units? Yeah, something 30- units is where our women's dog science is on the year that's five units on every women's dog that closes as a dog under or when the favorites minus 350 or less that is the science so take that with what you will news and notes should we jump right in
2: yeah i mean we'll take you said, take that for what you will. I'll just take it as, as winners. I mean, basically all I heard was plus X units, plus X units. That's what people show up plus units. And our listeners can hold our feet to the fire because we fucking say everything on video before it even happens. So gotta love that. Cause trust me when we miss, we hear it.
1: All right, let's, uh, let's run into some news and notes. We have a couple cuts. Um, Sarah McMahon's had an interesting week between the UFC roster wash. She was cut and then not cut and then cut again. But we have Sarah McMahon and Aspen Ladd both cut after their fizzled bout. What, that was a week and a half ago now?
2: Yeah. Aspen and Ladd is severely long overdue being cut. This is like her fourth weight debacle, in my opinion. And she's just not – elite enough where the UFC feels like they need to deal with this where I know obviously with Hamzat they're like all right we'll work around him which is I still think is a bad message but with Aspen Ladd she's losing fights she's not cutting weight she's not moving up to 145 or I'm I'm kind of long overdue in my opinion man McMahon's 44 so
0: and I, I don't know who tweeted, I think it was either Ariel or Bronstetter, but I think a great fight would be Kayla versus Aspen next year in the PFL. I think they take advantage of that name quality of just kind of that 10 UFC roster spot. And with the Aspen lad weight misses, it's a good candidate for that Kayla division.
2: it also would be interesting to really get a better picture of what Kayla Harrison's capable of. 100%. Yeah,
1: she's looking for tests. She's looking for names. It's tough to find bodies. It, it comes it, down
2: to one fifty-five is ridiculous. It's tough.
1: Um, Reese mentioned Hamzat. He tweeted earlier, later last week, um, that he's focusing in on one eighty-five.
2: Yeah, I don't think he really had, kind of had a choice. We predicted. <laughs> I don't think
1: really,
2: I don't think he really had a choice. To be honest, right.
1: with <laughs> uh, You guys got any names in mind? Give him Costa. That's such a yeah. Give him Paulo. Place.
0: I love that
2: I mean he would I think he'd beat up on Paulo pretty bad just because Paulo has a tendency to gas not that Hamzat doesn't but I think I think Hamzat would be a problem but I mean I think where Hamzat might lose would be a guy like Bob Whitaker who I'd be happy to take a dog there
1: that'd be a fun one I think that he's probably a step away from getting Whitaker but you never know who knows um daniel rodriguez back in the octagon real short or a real short turnaround at least against neil magny this fight is going to be october 15th so that's two weeks from now um he was just on 279 obviously the whole leech and he he ended up fighting and he was supposed to fight holland
0: yeah and i know he didn't get knocked out there but he was quoted after the fight saying how hard leach was hitting and how much the the punches were affecting him and, and, and that he was a little bit lost and so that quick turnaround does surprise me in that aspect
2: i did see that video uh not to steal your thunder kobe but also it's going around the mma sphere that kevin holland actually retired i don't know if that was on your docket but since it's Kevin, holland, up here, yeah i guess we well, can go talked about it i figured we might as well mention it just in case but
1: do you think that's legit i mean it came from him so yeah. there is more some legitimacy like do it in the sense that you know he said it but i don't know i i find it like i don't know i don't know that i'm ready to just believe that he's ready to rest on his laurels and i will, I will time will time
0: obviously this is the first for kevin holland but how many times does an mma fighter really retire that's the wild. first
1: time they yeah. say it's it's i mean
0: More than any other sport, I think, you get fighters to come back for more glory fights because that's who they are, the prize fighters.
2: Yeah, and they're addicted. They can't – like, a lot of times, like, not saying other sports aren't, but, like, you can't translate what you feel in the ring and and the idea and the walk as easily in real life as you can maybe other competitive things. Like, so they usually come back. And so I don't know if Kevin Holland – I mean, we were just talking about how far he's come – and how serious he took training, like, with with wrestling and stuff, I I find it hard to believe he would just randomly phone it in, but maybe.
1: PFL fight to announce, supposed to be on their finals card this year, and do we have a date on that, Dan? Is that in Manchester? Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think it's um, – I don't know off the top of my head, but it's – the Manchester part isn't confirmed, although Brendan Loughnay is the one who's – kind of leaked it, and, and the ties that he's got to Manchester are pretty obvious, but um, I think it is November something? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I,
1: I had November, but I didn't have an exact date on it, but anyway, it's Marlon Morris who just recently signed, and Shane Burgos, who also just recently signed. It. Dan, I'll go to you first.
0: I mean, it's, it's an awesome fight if you're Shane Burgos. It's a, kind of a tough contract to sign Marlon Marais leaving the UFC hopefully gets a tune-up fight can get back into the win column nope you've got an absolute killer you got Shane Burgos good luck surviving the first round this is I mean I, I think it's going to be an exciting fight but one one sided
2: and that's kind of why I was so taken back by this fight is like Marlon retired because he didn't want to get beat up on anymore and so they just give him a fight that'd be a tough fight in the UFC that was kind of like Wow, like, there, dude, Marlin can't catch a break.
0: This article is saying, by the way, November 25th in a to-be-announced location in the U.S. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about the whole Manchester rumor um, having holding. Uh, at this point, I think they should announce it. Well, I hope it's in the U.S. because then, Dan, maybe you and I can uh, head out
1: there. It'd be a Friday night. I know PFL's done Fridays, so that wouldn't be totally off the... Reservation, but that'd be the Friday after Thanksgiving, I believe, 25th. Mm. Just for some context. um, Now, a couple more fights to announce. Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak, November 19th. It's a fun one. Two bald guys. Big names.
2: Spivak's got a little bit of peach fuzz up top.
1: Uh, RDA. And Brian Barberena, December third, live audience in Orlando.
0: Wow, serious?
1: I did not know that. That, fight that makes one's just no today, sense. actually. Fresh.
2: That really makes no sense for anyone involved. But okay, because RDA still has title aspirations, and Brian Barberena wants to stand and bang. RDA is just going to drag him down and beat the shit out of him.
1: I think that'll be one that we want to get opening line value on.
2: You really? I I have a feeling. It's going to close the other way because I think RDA is going to open up in the five hundreds.
1: Well, seriously, 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 seriously. Uh, really? Chris Curtis and Joaquin Buckley, UFC two eighty two. That is December tenth.
0: I really like this run Chris Curtis is going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I know, I know, we got a little bit shut down by was it Hermanson, but. Uh, Right, Chris man. Curtis is a guy that's resurgent. i it's been, it's been fun to watch. So my favorite Chris Curtis news of the week
2: is actually his Twitter flirt back and forth with, uh, can't remember Belbita. who the fuck it was. What was it? Belbita? Belbita, maybe Viviana Belbita or something like that. But it was, I cracked, I cringed. Um, but you know, Chris Curtis shooting a shot too. I, I mean, you got to respect the man.
0: It's not her boy Bane's girl, is it? No, it was. I Thought that's who it was. Oh gosh! Shout out, shout out, Bane. We're on your he side. Was, he was, he was
1: kind of semi-involved too, or maybe he was just like retweeting them going back and forth. Man, uh, I hope he gets the girl in the end, and I hope to see him at the PFL finals. Um, a couple more fights to announce here. Jeff Molina and Jimmy Flick. This is actually the first fight announced in for us in 2023. That's January 14th.
0: Bearing the lead a little bit. Jimmy Flick unretired back after the flying triangle. I know we just, we just talked about uh, MMA retirements, but Jimmy Flick was one of those surprising, just like went from prospect to not in the sport like that. And I'm happy to see him back. I think that this is a tough matchup for him. I've, I've heard that, uh, I've heard that there's some great grappling on both sides and I know that that's what Jimmy Flick's going to want to look to do. So let's see, let's see how it plays out. On side note though, uh, the main reason
2: why Jimmy Flick retired to begin with was for mental health stuff. So shout out Jimmy Flick. It sounds like he ironed that stuff out and I'm happy to see him get his career back on track. He he was promising. Like you said, Dan, his, his submission game is I mean, it's it's up there in the likes of, like, a Ryan Hall type. Just unbelievable off his back.
1: Last one to announce, and this one's probably not totally official yet, but we had enough rumblings that we're going to roll with it. Davison Figueiredo, Brandon Moreno, four. That's January 21st in Rio, UFC 283.
0: I mean, it's a little bit stale. I, lo- I love that they're going to Rio. I love that. It's a, it's a fun fight to bring. I love Figgy. This is going to be his fourth time in a row fighting Moreno without any fights in between. Like, at least Moreno had Kaikar france to break it up. And, like, I don't know. It's monotonous. I, I, the real loser. I think he wins again.
1: The
2: real loser in this is Pantoja.
1: I was going to say exactly that.
2: Pantoja gets dusted.
0: He's got to show up on that card, though.
2: Why? I feel like he's guaranteed next in line.
1: He'll be on the card, and he'll be also the whatever the title – Backup or whatever—I don't remember. But they're gonna
2: give him someone on the card then. That's especially more, if it's
1: in Rio. That makes too much sense. That he's he's gonna there. Get, they're
2: gonna give him someone that's more feasible than like a, a really tough draw. Like I don't know if they're gonna give him like uh, uh honestly, Brandon Royval is a great example. I know he's fighting coming up, but like you—you you want to give Pantoja someone where he's not gonna lose his title shot, right?
0: What about a guy like Kai Car France? I think that's too dangerous. I do. I do.
2: I mean it would put butts in seats. That's a fight I wanna see, but like
0: I don't know, man. I or think John? they both had their, their uh last fight on um on the same card, that Moreno Kaikar Franzfart card. You know what I
2: wanna see? I wanna see them bring back uh John. Who's the guy in Bellator now who got the calf slicer and he's from Wales and he talks out of his side of his mouth like this? You know what I'm talking about? Brett Johns.
0: Brett Johns.
2: Bring back Brett Johns. Feed fit Pantoja Brett Johns. I want to see that. Shout out Dana White.
1: What about like a Matthias Nicolau?
2: I mean, that's, that's handable. Oh, yeah, he can handle that. But like.
1: We're trying to go through Brazilian names. Right. Regardless,
0: regardless, I'm as Reese likes I'm to true. say, we got to get Dorino, our
1: boy, on that fucking car.
2: Please, dude. Against Jorge, please. Anybody. Durino, I would love that. Dude, give Dorino some fresh blood, dude. He's hungry. He's 35 or 36. Just feed the man. Feed Dorino
1: Jorge, as a co-main, is, makes for an awesome card. Dude, main event. Fuck
2: that.
0: Makes too much sense, Kobe. You, you it, should it. Be
2: the, it should be the main event, and the flyweight scraps the co-main. <laughs> I would <laughs> be more the, excited for that. Put the BMF on the line. <laughs> we're we're disgustingly
0: obsessed with Dorinho though, but still. Dorinho earned a BMF title shot when he accepted uh Hamza when no one else would.
1: Okay, how about this one? Let's do Paulo Costa and Hamza also on that card.
0: Oh, and let's would- also do like Darren Till So I don't know, fuck. I'm just I'm just building a card in my head at this point. Any
2: middleweight Brazilian. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, that's all I've got for
2: news. Calvin Gastelum. All right, we're 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 here's the we're thing. just dreaming now. We're also doing this before contender series, so let's not have a 45 minute news and notes. How much more, Cubs? We're done. Are you we? Done did, we did, I just, did I just put a, did I just stamp out the fires? No, that's note? all
1: ahead. That's the sure? news and notes items.
0: I've got one that we missed. Um, apparently, this Saturday is card this a fight night vegas 61 yeah is closed to the media and the public they're not selling any um tickets and and media members are allowed at weigh-ins and at media day but uh no no fight night availabilities are going to be present and there's going to be no kind of uh post night presser or any kind of media presence at all the rumors are that it has something to do with meta and Zar- zuckerberg and um maybe oh. like a, a vr event but that's all unconfirmed and, and rumors at this point the confirmed part is the no public access and no media access which is interesting man that kind
2: of sucks i hope it's i don't know tech is moving too fast i hope we still have like in-person events i don't want this vr crap
1: reese says from his porch yelling at clouds
2: dude get off my lawn i won't Two C5s.
1: Anyway, speaking of UFC Vegas 61, Saturday, December 1st, the Apex, as mentioned, no fans, no media. 3 p.m. Central Time prelims, 6 p.m. Central Time main card, all on ESPN+, Plus. if not in some VR capacity. Let's break yeah. down the card. Reese, okay,
2: Let's get into it. And... As Kobe previously stated, we were 9 1 in ankle lock and we were looking to advance that. So hopefully, hopefully, Danny and I can figure that out along the way. So the curtain jerkers, Randy Costa, kind of a fall from grace for him against Guido Canetti, who had a great finish his last time out. I actually enjoyed taping that. Randy Costa is minus 280. Guido Canetti is plus 235. Lined open at Costa minus 260. Sharp smashed it. Uh, kind of immediately and then just tapered off. Not crazy movement, though. And I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm a little bit shocked by the movement, mainly because of Costa's last outings. Granted, Yanez is no tough out, but definitely some question marks about Costa's desire to compete in this sport, in my opinion, from what I've seen. So yeah, I, I agree. I think
0: the desire is a question mark. I think the game plan is a question mark. I think the fight IQ is a question mark. Don't get me wrong. Costa is bigger. He's more athletic. I mean, he's 14 years younger, a lot faster. Um, I, I do think he's better on the ground. Kind of everything adds up to, to believe that he should roll here and win handedly. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I have some wow. slight doubt and some questions about his fight IQ that he's not going to just get a little reckless and uh really just walk into the guido canetti power that you mentioned was on on display against guys like Moutinho, and and he swings that power with every single punch it's not just like sniper shots it's every single punch is going and he kind of he can carry for 15 minutes he's surprisingly athletic for uh the ripe age of what is it now 42
2: 42 yeah Yeah.
0: no but even even at 42 i think that maybe it's it's the athleticism's tapering off, but not from a crazy point that I've seen it. So I think it might be worth a little sprinkle here on the dog, um, especially if money keeps coming in and par- parlays keep coming in on Costa.
2: I'm actually really glad you said that because I that was my take as well. I think, I mean, when you look at his losses, Randy Costa, you're looking at a guy like Brandon Davis, Tony Kelly, and Adrian Yanez. Now, Yanez is tough. But I feel like in both Yanes and Kelly, you saw his will wilt to be in there. And then wins over Boston Salmon and, and Journey Newsom. it's like, to me, I'm not clamoring at my teeth that this is the next guy. Um, with that being said, too, his knockouts, the ones he does have, are highlight, highlight real knockouts. He's a, he's a very good striker. And so I think that you can get some value on Gannetti, dude. I really do. I, I think that he showed up against Chris Moutinho, which obviously it's not, that's not a crazy feat. But he's hanging in there with Lana Martinez. Um, he hasn't had the easiest schedule in the UFC. And then I mean, Cheeto
0: and Dana Batsarala are killers.
2: Right, right. And so I think that you're getting a guy who has more experience and a guy who has power like you said and has decent stand up and can mix in wrestlings against a guy who wilts a little bit fatigues a little bit i don't know man i think that that's a dog spot i think
0: a lot of parlays are going to get busted on this one i really do interesting early in the early in the night to have parlays busted but I don't people know. are always looking for that minus
2: 305 to add or whatever the fuck. 330.
0: For me, for me, it's just a sprinkle. The 14-year age gap is a ton. And, and we see it all the time. It's just this no. is a sport where sometimes you do fall off a cliff and it's not visible in your last fight.
2: Yeah, if this is tracks for me, we're talking 0.5 units max. Like I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm going nuts on it, but yep. I, I like it. I like it. Uh Julia Storylanko versus Chelsea Chandler. As a second bout on the card, and science will tell you that there is no pick here because it's minus 115, minus 105. 115 for Storley Lanko, minus 105 for Chelsea Chandler. And the line opened to Chelsea Chandler, minus 115. And when I mean steady action, I mean steady action. It's just a straight slope um, towards the Stor- Storley
0: Aranko side. So I definitely need to do a little bit more tape on this. Um... This isn't one I've gone too deep in, but mm. immediately knee-jerk reaction. I think I like the Chandler side a little bit. It is a catch weight. Um, I think it was because Julia was stepping in on slightly short notice. Um, mm. For someone, I can't remember who this original fight was. Let me see if Tapology has it at the bottom. Uh, yeah, Leah Letson was the initial okay. initial fight scheduled. And um, I do think that that's going to be an advantage for Chelsea. Um and she's a decent grappler. What I've seen from the Stoliarenko is a lot of, I won't say surprise arm bars, but like she's she's a good grappler, but it's it's not something that, I, I don't see her as someone that has extremely dangerous guard, even though she's grabbing these submissions. And I think that someone who's as capable of a grappler as Chandler is going to be able to avoid that and just not be caught off guard. Um, I don't think I'll be playing it, but unless, unless I see something egregious in tape. But yeah, I, I do tend to lean on the Chandler side, just giving her the size advantage and making her aware of the, the threat that Julia, it, that Julia wants to be off her back.
2: Interesting. I'm not even going to add anything, to be completely honest with you, because I tend to tape these women's fights last because I'm such a believer in the science. I don't want to take away from time from act like real opportunities I think we might have. So I'm not even going to add much. I like your notes there, though.
0: But it's Tuesday. It sounds like the line's moving a little a little yeah. bit towards Stolia Let's get a plus in front of that Chandler. Maybe maybe it sees my card. Yeah, I would love to see that. And it would officially
2: fit into the science, too. So I get a free uh, ride as well. Maxim Grishin versus Felipe Lins. Take it on at 205. And this is an underrated fight and an underrated cap- capable fight, in my opinion. Maxim Grisham is minus 175, Felipe Lins plus 150. It opened at Grisham minus 110, Felipe Lins minus 110. Got smashed to 150, and then it's just tapered up since. Dan, both these guys are tenured in the sense that they've been around. Felipe Lins, 37, kind of a late addition to UFC. Both PFL veterans too, shout out. Fought in the PFL for a while. Fought in Bellator for a while. And then Grisham on the other side, exact same situation. Fought the PFL for a while. Gets the call to UFC at a later age. Fought in Russia for a while. And so you got a couple guys on the tail end of their career. It's a very good matchup. However, I'm shocked Vegas opened it at minus 110 each way. I would have been on Grisham. And I'm – i st- I mean, I, I, I'm not going to touch it at 175. Um, too much value lost. But I, I am on the side of Grisham here, man. I really am. And I hope you see it similarly. But I think Grisham can is, is more complete. And I think Grisham can grind on him in the clinch. And even win... Uh, he might even win the exchanges on the feet as well. Um, I, I, I lean Grisham here strong enough where if it was minus 110 we're talking two units but i I moved i moved too late on this um and i it looks like i missed any sort of value i was gonna get the line opened at minus 110 on the 31st and it, it was at minus 115 by or 150 by the third so i had a couple days there and i missed it and now the fact that i missed the 150 i don't think it's touchable um but i'd love to hear your opinion.
0: I'm, I'm not as strong on the Grisham side. I was all over him at uh, 271 in Houston. That was the Kobe, the Adesanya Whitaker card that we were there for. And he fought William Knight, who missed by like 12 pounds or something egregious. Yeah. And just looked like, I mean, William Knight looked like the worst version we had ever seen of him. And Max looked like he was not that much better. Um, he did grind on him, like you were saying, that he can yeah. against Lynn's. I'm just not sure if I, if I have that faith, I, I kind of see that as the game plan he needs. I don't think he'll win the exchanges like you do. I, I although the hand speed for lens isn't there. Um, I do think he's got more gas in the tank than Grishin here. They're both, they're both just old. I, I don't look forward to betting on this and I'm probably not going to bet on this fight at all, but um, yeah, I am a little bit worried. The more that it climbs um, just why people are confident on the Grishin side.
2: I'm definitely not betting it now. But the reason why I would be betting it at, like, minus 130 or 150 if it does tail back for some reason is for two reasons. One, I think Grisham's game plan could be executed here up against the clinch. But the other thing, Mm -hmm. and the more important thing, in my opinion, was I kind of washed that William Knight fight due to the weight misses. I almost didn't put that much weight into it. And whether that's a mistake or not, I don't know. But I didn't feel like Grisham was as washed – given the circumstances, but yeah, I mean,
0: I thought that he should have rolled way more than he did. And, and I remember sitting at, there thinking like, what is going on? This should be easy. And you're but looking at
2: two old guys at light heavyweight. I, I think passing is the safest. Two old guys um,
0: that has spent time at both heavyweight and light heavyweight making light too, heavyweight. So it's, no, it's who, who's going to make it how are they going to look? What's the gas tank? Like a lot of questions for me. I don't see that's myself. Other to to the other
2: thing too, is there's no real edge on over, uh, or totals because you could see Grisham grinding them out in the clinch, or you could see them standing in the pocket. Like there really is no way to tilt this fight. So I would stay away. Um, Brendan Allen, take it on Christoph Jaco. And we've had mixed results on both of these gentlemen. But Brendan Allen sit, finds himself at plus a hundred. Christoph Jocko minus one twenty. Line opened at Jocko plus one hundred and five and has flipped on its head pretty steadily. But with Jocko, you're talking about a guy who who is no stranger to being the underdog. I mean, he was just plus one hundred and five against Gerald Mershard at open, and um, he did it, it. It did get smashed up, rightfully so, but. Brendan Allen, I don't know if he's been an underdog yet. He was. No, that was in a grab, but he has not been an underdog yet in the UFC. Um, oh, no, Punahele he was. But nonetheless, the, the point is, is you're looking at a guy who I'm shocked he's sitting here today as the dog. But like I opened with, we've had mixed results on Brendan Allen. And I'm not betting this fight i taped it like religiously. This is when I focused the most on and the, what I got away from it was I don't know how to predict this because there's two different versions of Brennan Allen you get. And there's two different versions of Jocko you get. So if someone had a really strong conviction on one or the other, I would say, go for it. Just hope the best version of your guy shows up because if the worst version shows up, it's going to be a quick night for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I really don't have a ton to add. I think it's going to be a very close fight. Uh, like you said, for some reason, I've got this bad taste in my mouth about Brendan Allen, even though he's 26 years old and is seven and two in the UFC, which you say that out loud and it's really damn impressive. Um, it's funny because. And the two is Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland. It's not like the right. two is Sam Alvey and uh, whatever, like GM three. Well, that's it's like. What,
2: that's what's so funny is we were on him for Strickland and Curtis. And then Alvy and Malkoon cut it way too close for comfort in the first place. Um, so it, it, we, yeah, but you're right. He's more impressive than it feels like for us.
0: And there's I so much room to grow. He's 26. I like, and, and for that reason, I am, t- I find it, like you said, tough to pick a side in this fight. Um, just with neither fighter being, at that really elite level but both kind of knocking on that door for a while
2: now. yeah and what i'm more excited for to be honest is to see the progression of brendan allen because if he wants to be that top 10 guy at in when he's in his 30s like or late 20s he's gotta he's gotta get past guys like jocko whether it's in the grappling or on the feet he can't be such a fish out of water on the feet so i'm more excited from a prospect perspective than I am from a capping perspective on this one yeah I agree so Dan I, I thought I need you to talk me out of something here because I thought uh Joaquin Silva against Jesse Ronson I thought Joaquim Silva could be a spot here because the line currently sits at Silva minus 145 Ronson plus 125 and it opened at Silva minus 170 and has actually come towards the Ronson side. Now there's nothing on film that made me go, okay, I need, I'm rushing to give my ticket for, for Silva. I mean, he got smoked by Rick Glenn, who obviously I'm a huge Rick Glenn guy.
0: Yeah. Rick, that's smoked. not a terrible loss. Rick Glenn's great.
2: Got smoked pretty bad by Nasrat. Now the Jared Gordon fight, I was, in the stands for. I was at UFC Milwaukee then, and he just come off a really good grappling win against Neil Magny. So I'm having a tough time not betting Silva here, especially because Ronson against Hoffa Garcia looked horrible. I thought there was a spot for him.
0: And specifically, he looked really weak grappling against Hoffa Garcia. Yes. And... I'm, I'm looking at maybe a sprinkle on that Silva by sub. I'm seeing a plus okay. 500 next to it. That's pretty – I mean, that's pretty – I mean, he's subbing Neil Magny.
2: Um, I just – I'm not going to lie to you, Dan. I think Silva, training out of a Muay Thai gym, I know he mainly is a grappler, but I kind of think Silva's probably got the upper hand in, in all
0: facets. It's so tough because Jesse Ronson has – I mean, tons and tons and tons of experience in his locker. He's fought his whole career in some really, really close fights with some tough competition. Natan Schultz, uh, Nicholas Dalby. Well, even and, his old UFC crew. Yeah, his old right, UFC. Right, right, right. And, and, and it's always, like, really close split decisions. Not always split, but it's always toss-up fights that he's in until the the final buzzer. Except for this of Garcia fight and him falling so flat worries me, and from both sides because I do think that he's got holes in his grappling. I do think Silva's the better grappler. Can Silva grind out a guy like Jesse if he doesn't go away? That's a situation I'm not sure I want to be too leveraged in. And so if I'm betting the Silva side, it's not a place where I'm, I'm going heavy.
2: So instead of a three units or two units at Silva minus one forty five. You feel more comfortable at a half unit on Silva by sub?
0: Half unit, Silva by sub, and then maybe a unit straight. Maybe a unit and a half straight to cover that 145. But yeah, this is a fight in particular that jumped out at me
2: at open, and almost so much so that it kind of scares me. Um, The fact that there hasn't been a tunnel, that there's been line movement in the other direction, the fact that 11 and 3 versus 21 and 11, the fact that a guy. I, it's it 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 worries me a little bit, but I think that the reason why it's priced accordingly is because of how bad Silva looked his last two times out against Nazrat and Glenn. And
0: the and, but those aren't those aren't bad opponents, and this is the last thing I'll either. say. The version of Jesse Rossen that shows up again that showed up against Hoffa gets subbed in the first round and gets Silva. I agree. The the other twenty versions of Jesse, and it's a really close fight. And so I, I don't know how I feel about. And
2: here's here's the other thing, Dan. You mentioned that in for the older fight with Grisham that in UFC or Kinnati that in the, in in this sport in mixed martial arts, the cliff just hits you. Mm -hmm. Ronson's 36, man. The most, the 36 year old version of of Ronson that we saw looked fucking terrible. Yeah. No lie. And and that's kind of what made this jump out of me in the first place. So that could, that's going to be a spot for me on an attract, on tracked wager. Um, But the price, Seemingly keeps going towards Ronson, so I might stay put. Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Ricci at 115. And Penney, if, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I gripe on her not-so-successful OnlyFans career. But she finds herself at plus 180 here. Tabitha Ricci minus 210. Uh, Jessica Penney opening at plus 210. Saw a little bit of action, and it's, it's stabled out a little bit. But still almost a 2-to-1 dog here the veteran against uh, the young gun, Tabitha Ricci.
0: Yeah, I tend to be on the Ricci side, yeah. and it's it's tough because of the science and everything, but Penny since coming back from, I can't remember what it was, but some kind of EPO suspension kind of thing has, is just not... The, the loopy fight is a good result, but I don't remember her looking terrific in it. I think Ricci is just going to be... Um, the better athlete out muscle pain at Penny in any kind of grappling situation over the course of the fight and really just wear on it. Yeah.
2: I think the result that I was the most happy with was the Carolina Kovalkiewicz armbar. but you're never going to arm bar tab at the Regi. I mean, you might as well take that game plan completely out. Um, yep. and, and then the other thing too, is after the serving the suspension, uh, you're looking at a 39 year old Jessica Penny. And so the only concern I have is, the experience edge if this gets to a, a tough spot does Ricci have the mixed martial arts background such experience to be able to grind out a tough one I don't think it's going to be a tough one so I don't think it's going to come to fruition but in theory I think um, she's got it
0: her doing. only loss is the non faro and yeah. that's that's fine
2: yeah I mean fuck anyone lose most people lose there the
0: uh, man dude, battle of the, the if i'm not mistaken and i could be really off here but i feel like that was a like a last last minute replacement for ritchie like i think foiro was supposed to fight someone be. else on like i can't remember what card could, that was i mean but. let me put it
2: this way i don't remember taping that one in advance that much so it couldn't have been a a, a long endured fight okay a battle of the retires here. Alexio Linick is taking on Elar Latifi here at two sixty-five, and the line here is either Latifi minus one seventy-five, Alexio Lenick uh, plus one fifty. Dan, I know we talked. Oh, and it opened at Elar minus two hundred and has come down a, a little bit. Dan, I know we talked about this on set the spread. This was one we set the spread on, and I can't remember where everything lied, but you were saying you were going to sprinkle the Olenek side. Um, now that it's Tuesday, where's your
0: thoughts at on that? I don't know if I'm still going to sprinkle. I, I still think that the sub threat is always there. It's tough to bet on a dinosaur who's sub or bust. Um, even after pulling it off against Jared Vandera, I mean, if he doesn't pull it off, he's not getting this fight. He gets a pink slip. Um, I think if Alier avoids the sub, it's his fight to lose. But there is something to be said about what I mentioned on set the spread of this fight's been scheduled now three times. And the first two was Latifi illness, Latifi withdrew. Why are you, why are you running, Latifi?
2: Yeah, but if Latifi was really running, he just wouldn't take this fight. Like, I think uh, it was Alan Patrick against Mason Jones, who they rescheduled it. And then Alan Patrick's literally like, dude, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I took away <laughs> out. I'm not doing it. You can fuck right off. And I think he actually might have gotten cut. But nonetheless, <laughs> he said no, uh-uh. Uh, Latifi is mm-hmm. still stepping in there. That cage is going to get locked. Latifi coming off a Tanner Bowser win too. And grinding out a unanimous decision against Derek Lewis. Like he's definitely undersized for heavyweight. And I'm not going to pretend like he's not. But
0: he's decently talented. Beating Tyson Pedro. OS- he did right? win that that Derek Lewis fight. I do like to mention that every time it's brought up. That's fully like. Dallas you, You know, it was Houston, but you go look up that 247 card and it is egregious. I remember I I actually
2: remember it vividly because I think I'm almost pretty confident that I sprinkled uh, Latifi at the big dog price. I mean,
0: it was it was the judge on their phone during fights. It was the judge being the former training partner of one of the fighters who like the, the amount of ridiculousness that went on with that card was whatever. It's it's ex, it's the poster child for all new
2: judges on what you're not supposed to do, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that if do you know what? But I kind of like for that one, Dan, and, and you might think this is stupid given the decisions in, in recent history for the TV. But what about the parlaying in somewhere the fight not to go to decision?
0: I don't hate it. I mean, Latifi should get him out of there if he doesn't get subbed. It should well, be 15 minutes of just a beating. The other thing too is we've seen Olenek basically sell out for subs,
2: and if it doesn't work, he usually gets, out of position. He usually gets beat up on pretty bad. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, it's nerve wracking because both of these gentlemen do have a decent amount of like. He just went to unanimous decision with Sergey Spivak um, in twenty twenty one, and then Latifi's coming off too. So, but. I don't know. I think minus two fifty is not that bad of a price to pay for a forty-seven-year-old suburb bust and sludgehammer, Either the TFE is a human thumb man.
1: You can shop down a little bit too, minus two fifteen.
2: There you go. See, and that I mean, earn your money, kid. I fucking love it. Look at Kobe coming in, and saving us, saving. You don't get paid enough, Country Club. That's where I'm getting at. Um, Dan, this is a spot that I like for ankle lock, but I will admit that I've Got myself a little bit more nervous than I'd like. But I like Mike Davis, a shitload here, in this Vashlav Borishev fight at 155, the first fight on the main card. So Mike Davis was scheduled to fight uh, Euros Medic. Fight got called off, not sure why. And that line was minus 175, plus 145. Well, coincidentally enough, they found him a replacement. Vashlav boroshev Fight opens at the exact same line, minus 175, plus 150. Uh, or 175 plus plus one hundred and forty-five, um, and it it didn't open at that. It settled at that. It opened at Mike Davis minus two hundred and fifty. I am significantly on the Mike Davis minus two hundred and fifty. Now here's here's the deal, Voskhlov borishev He fights out Team Alpha Male. He is a I believe his foundation and Dan, you can correct me, is mainly kickboxing and stand. stand- oh yeah, Boy, he's, he's an correct. incredible
0: kickboxer, incredible kickboxing. former K one
2: champion, former K one champion. There we go. And so he's a phenomenal kickboxer, and I think the reason why he chose Team Alpha Male was to help him with the wrestling. Um, well, he's the
0: striking coach over there. They might have chose him, right? We don't know exactly know Positive. how they met, but he's, he's yeah, he's the striking but coach. At least
2: for there. his transition to MMA, which apparent apparently is recent, started in twenty nineteen. I imagine it was you know, Team Alpha Male helping him round out the game a little bit to give him the confidence. Okay, people, Mike Davis has a generic name. Mike Davis got subbed by Gilbert Burns and lost to Yusuf on Contender Series. And, and people might not you know, talk much about Mike Davis. Mike Davis, dude, is a fucking killer. And I really saw it in the Mason Jones fight, which obviously didn't age as well. Um, and obviously in Thomas, Thomas, Gifford, it was one of the worst. No stop. I mean, people were screaming for him to stop that fight because Mike Davis was beating up on him so bad. Um, and he had moments in the Gilbert Burns fight too, which obviously aged incredibly because Gilbert is God. But I think that, okay, here's, what's crazy. I actually think that the speed advantage is in favor of Mike Davis. And I think that if this stays on the feet, I think Mike Davis will actually be okay. But and here's the huge, but after seeing what DeCasey did to Vashlaw Borishev, Mike Davis could, I mean, Mike Davis shot and took down Mason Jones. If he shot, took down and beat up Mason Jones, he will fucking shit wreck Vashlaw Borishev if he shoots and takes down. I love Mike Davis here. I don't know about my finish, but Mike Davis will see my card for at least two units. And, and it would take a lot of convincing Dan for you to get me off that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm on the Davis side, too. It actually worries me how convicted – how much conviction we both have. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Gorshev's a guy, from what we saw in that D'Casey but he really struggles with his opponent mixes in, re- like, any kind of grappling. This was Casey landing 11 takedowns. Ridiculous. <laughs> and it is a, it is a not lot. only
2: did he land 11, dude, he grinded him out from the top. Like, it wasn't like – it wasn't like the 11 got there because Voslav just, like <laughs> – Got up instantly. Like Boshov took a beating on the ground. It was not a fun night for Borishev.
0: It was not. And you're right, Mike Davis, very capable striker. Uh yep. he's got Tiger Muay Thai roots. Um
2: his speed, dude, is ridiculous. Yeah, for ridiculous sure.
0: On film. Ridiculous. I'm not worried about the striking one bit. I will call him a fat idiot if he stands and bangs with Lasha for 15 minutes. I, and, he's and, gotta make some takedowns. And you would be in the right to call him out for that if he does
2: savagely stand and bang. But at the same time,
0: we've never my, seen him have game plan issues or fight IQ like lapses. It, it, that's not a quality that he's. My shown. only fear, just, my yeah. only
2: fear, like you said, is it stays on the feet and he gets caught. Because outside of that, I think that if he's losing the round on the feet, he could dump Oshlav on his butt. Round one. Um, I, I, this is one that I have a ton of conviction behind.
0: I and really that Muay enjoy. Thai is just such a better base for MMA striking than K1 kickboxing. And it, the it, thing it, too standing about- so heavy on the, on your, on that, just that kickboxing stance. The
2: thing too, that's so crazy is it's like, I agree with you, but it's like when you're making that transition from K1, you do not expect, I mean, we're talking about a guy and Mike Davis, who's not only Moiseev, but his foundation in boxing, I mean, he is sign- like he is so fucking fast and crisp. I, I, I props to uh, Vashlav for taking this fight on short notice. I don't think Vashlav is as scared as I am for him, but like, dude, Borshev comes in with 69 reach. Um, Mike Davis is like 74 inch reach or 70, 72 and a half. I'm am t- telling you, man. I really like this one. Uh, I'm trying to talk myself back and find out all the reasons why Borishev could win, so that I don't go bankrupt on one fight.
1: <laughs> but I feels really, like an ankle
2: lock. I would, uh, yeah, I would ankle lock this right now. I don't know if Danny has a better feeling up the card, but Mike Davis, it would be a, it would be a, a travesty if he lost this fight. Mike Davis is that guy. Um, and I think that outside of the submission laps, you're talking about a, a, a tough top 15 guy that I wouldn't want to face personally. Like I think and, Mike, and
0: Slava Claus has a 0.0% like chance of submitting Mike Davis. Right. And on top of all of that, you
2: give me a team alpha male fade. I mean, give me the dotted line on the paper. All right, good. I'm really glad, Dan, that you were on that side because I have a ton of conviction here and I was really scared you were going to be like, I'm actually on the Bolshevik side here, but I knew you wouldn't be because of that last outing against the Casey. Okay, so enough, you know, Mike Davis praise. John Consonata is taking on Daniel Santos here. 140 catchweight bout. Um, both these gentlemen usually fight at bantamweight, so I'm not sure of the situation. Dan, you might know better than me if there's or Kobe if there's news involved. But John Castaneda is minus 180. Daniel Santos plus 155. Lined open at minus 150 for uh, Castaneda, and this is another one that it, it seemingly got beat down pretty fast. Opened on the 31st, and it was already at 200 by like September 1st, so it, it got hit pretty instantly. Um, but yeah, a lot of love on the Constaneta side, which is the side that I found myself, but I, I will admit Dan, it was not with as much conviction as I thought
0: pre-tape. It's more of a Daniel Santos fade for me. He, Mm. he, he, for me, he's out of shoot a box. He's a training partner of Bronx. Bronx. but without that connection, I don't really see that he's fighting in the UFC. Um, his record does not speak for himself. I mean, he's a 27 year old fighter out of shooter Box, and he has got 11 professional fights. If you know how those Brazilians do that, like yeah. right there, is a little bit of like a really your coach said oh, like only fight this many times, and I mean the the level of competition is just it's it's not there.
2: But it's um, not as bad as a lot of records you see. I mean, like his last let's go five fights. His opponents 19 and eight, eight and oh, four and one, nine and two, seven and one, seven and one. Like it's not like he's fighting these 0 and ten trash cans.
0: It's not wow. egregious, it's not as egregious as, as the next guy we'll talk about in the next fight. Man. But, um, it's it, it for me is just not a record that gives you a UFC. To, uh, uh, just you're, you're not gonna get it. Um, and Julio Arce disposed of it, was absolutely picking it apart as that fight went on, was just. Destroy him. I think Castaneda does the same thing. He looked really Castaneda good against Miles Johns. Um,
2: Bingo. Yeah, I, I was about to say, he looked incredible against Miles Johns. Yeah. So for the listeners, what's your angle on playing this? Is it... Cat- I think
0: if you can find a spot under that 200, you smack it. I'm seeing like a 190, 185, like a, a, like some fringe places if you have access to legal sites but i think that if, if it's right around there i'll probably place it but not so heavy love it yeah not so heavy is my kind of angle. not so heavy above the 200 probably multiple units if it's at that like 185 i can grab that spot love it sadiq Yusuf fighting
2: at 145 against the guy you previously mentioned don shanis and as expected and it's bigger than I think any of us expected. Sadiq Yusuf is a whopping minus 900. Don Shanis plus 625. It opened at Sadiq minus 550 and has come down. Some books have it as high as like 11, 1200. Um, but what's wild here is this is a short notice replacement for. Yusuf, I believe, because he was on a different card and got bounced to this card and then... was he supposed to fight Giga? He was supposed to fight Giga, and I think that was last fight night or two fight nights ago. Got bounced. Now fighting Don Shainis. I mean, you hinted at the record already. I mean, it's... There improb- is
0: one decent win on there. Chris Lencioni is a guy who fights in Submission Underground a decent amount. He's over at Bellator and is pretty decent. He's, uh, I think, American top team Portland, If I if I am correct there. But three fights ago, Don Shane has beat Jay Ellis. you know that name, Jay Ellis? Oh, of course I know Jay Ellis. I, I'm, I, I'm sure you do. But for our listeners, Jay Ellis is a fighter who's 38 years old and currently has the record, professional record, of 16-106-0. and 0.
2: Yeah, that's real. And the, the reason why I know him is pretty much just for the meme aspect of when you're on Tapology and you're finding like opponents and you keep going and all of a sudden you just, he's got multiple like 20 fight losing streaks. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it makes you wonder like, well, do you know where I first saw him actually? I mean, he's fought GM three, Peter Barrett. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah. Anthony Rocco Martin, (laughs) Anthony Rocco Martin, some funny ones, Joe Giannetti, but yeah. So Zach Anthony Pettis, All the way down here. Wow. Colby Covington. But yeah, long story short, this guy's a perennial punching bag, J. Ellis.
0: And it's one of those things that like you see J. Ellis on a guy's record, especially recently. And to me, that's just red flag immediately. Like, uh Oh, like what are you doing fighting J. Ellis? Like two years ago. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Cody
2: Fister's this year.
0: Sorry. April. April 2022, Doncic.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> in the body. But I mean, how are you fight Jay Ellis I mean, and make before, your UFC
0: debut in the same year?
2: Before we make Jay Ellis famous, um, there's no way to bet this, right? I'm not crazy yeah. for yeah. saying. Oh yeah, it. the line the line's had, way out like, of whack.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe not out of whack, but like I don't even think it adds value to parlays. It's just tough. It's, it's yeah. not a great. And Yusuf, dude, really didn't look that
2: great against Caceres like I don't trust him to get the finish he hasn't gotten a finish in like he, he, in a while um so I don't even I was thinking that could be an angle and I don't even think that's the right angle to take to be honest
0: yeah I mean skill wise he should be finishing him that's not who Sadiq has been in, in his past couple fights he's yeah wanting to like win
2: a weird break off and, and then ever since he's returned he just I don't know. Looks flat. Honey Barcelos taking on Trevin Jones. And I previously mentioned on the podcast that I like the Trevin Jones side. Dan, I can't remember where you fell, but Honey Barcelos is minus 215, opened at minus 280, uh, spiked down, tapered back a little bit. People are finding themselves on both sides. It looks like Sharps hit Jones early and then money just flowed in on Barcelos pretty, pretty consistently to get it back in that 215 to 250 range. Um, but if you go on DraftKings, which we use, you can find uh, Honey Barcelos at minus 215, Trevin Jones plus 185. Um, I mean, it, it, I'll give you the floor on this one, but to me it's just a battle of a 40 – no, 38-year-old – 35. 35-year-old 35 Honey Barcelos who's lost. That tough one to Victor Henry's not great, even though we found out Victor Henry's <laughs> ranked <laughs> – like 26 or something crazy um and then you got a guy on this trevin jones side who it's like the javid bashrad fight i mean he just dismantled tony too um like the mario batista win is is impressive to me the t valley
0: of win is impressive to me the, the- Man, I, let's hold back there you don't remember that fight correctly that Maybe. was a fight where he was a punching bag for six minutes and then landed one clean shot. And it was like the ref could have stopped it at three times in the first round and then didn't. And then uh so he's telling me junk. he has
2: heart. He's got heart for You can game. take that. He's got he's got a chin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it really the 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 reason why I'm here is because I thought this was gonna be close. I, I don't think it's gonna be officially tracked. I thought this was gonna be closer. To even because of the fact that that Barcelos looks so lost against Victor Henry
0: I think uh, if you're gonna take the Jones side you, you should wait take it live I think that I'm kind of mentally already writing how need to win the first he starts so fast he's very aggressive um he does tend to fade I don't know I, I tend to think that the line was pretty deserve it and I I think that just more tools in the tool belt of Hayoni, even at the ripe age of 36, uh, his jits is phenomenal. And if he doesn't fade and he avoids Jones's power, I think he'll win this fight.
2: That And that you, that's what you
0: just drilled it. Um, if he, if he doesn't fade and which is what, which either, is why I mentioned the live betting. Spot. Yeah. I think right. if you're going to, you, if you find be yourself on the Jones side, I, I think it's going to be a better number after five minutes.
2: Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense that, you look for a live bet spot just for the educational purposes. That you look for a live bet spot rather than placing it pre-fight because you don't have a ton of conviction on it. But at Trevin Jones dropping the first round plus four fifty, now it's easier to say, okay, he could get a finish here, especially if you see Barcelo start to wilt a little bit. Um, I like that angle. Co-main event: Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo's still trucking. Randy Brown, though, is minus 315. He opened at minus uh, 230 and is just consistently get beaten down. I kind of liked the Trinaldo side for a sprinkle when Randy Brown was minus 280, but he just keeps going, man. It just keeps going. Uh, and I, I don't have any conviction either way on this one. I think Trinaldo's too dangerous, even in this ripe age, to – take someone that high of a favorite minus three we keep
0: mentioning age and cliffs and i mean it it's gotta happen soon for francisco fernaldo i mean he's 44 has. years old he came into the ufc looking like he was 40 years old like 10 years ago you're right yeah. it hasn't but danny roberts and dwight Grant, for me aren't the guys randy brown is i think randy brown's gonna finish him i i think he's an extremely capable grappler Um, for me, these are just two fighters heading in complete opposite directions, even though it's going really slowly for Francisco Trinaldo to fade out. I thought after that Muslim Salikov loss, um, that he'd be done. And the interesting there was that was his first one up at Welterweight and and he's two and one at Welterweight now. And that's kind of slowed down the, the cliff that we keep mentioning, but Randy Brown's a legit, legit welterweight. He's going to be much bigger. Um, I, I really think he just catches – he catches Ronaldo here, and it doesn't last the full 15 minutes, I'm going to be honest. Plus
1: 150 inside the distance.
0: Just, dude, I look at Ronaldo's record, dude.
2: <laughs> Beating Bobby Green, knocking out Jai Herbert. I mean, that's barely – like, that's like two years ago, and he's just fucking slumping Jai Herbert. Um, <laughs> but, it, is, but those, those, are both, Danny Roberts those are both lightweight fights year. he just spoke Danny Roberts earlier this year dude uh, I love Trinaldo I won't be riding this Danny are you taking that plus 150 or no
0: I I, I probably will I lost money on Danny Roberts this year I'll, I'm probably going to be on the fade Trinaldo, Trinaldo it Train and the okay that, I, might, I, that I, might be a losing that might be a losing strategy but I think I might be already there <laughs> i He's love
2: 44 that. yeah come kobe, on kobe you can uh speak about why your face just lit up
1: Where do y'all see the first knockout oh, uh, in oh, the series
2: I, I saw it nasty nasty <laughs> i'm looking forward to watching it with sound
1: um I'm excited to watch it with sound
2: <laughs> it's it's nasty it's nasty it's uh so we're for those wondering what's going on right now. Not to spend too much time, but contender series started, and you know we're not going to miss any fights here. So, quick finish. What do you
0: think about the uh, theory that there's an under the table deal that's already signed where Nichols already in the UFC, and it's kind of a handshake deal where they're just like, hey, plug our uh, last fight night or our last contender series of the season, and uh, you'll get a bump from it.
2: I don't know. The reason why I don't even think they need the under the table deal is because Nichols not going to lose, and so why give him money when you can just invite him back anyways? Dane is such a businessman. But all right, well, well, no, no conspiracy theories here. I'll put my tinfoil hat on later when it comes to politics. Main event: Mackenzie Dern versus Yao, Yao Nan, and we've had a ton of pronunciation debates over that name. But Mackenzie Dern coming in at minus two twenty five. Yan Zhao Nan, plus 190. It opened at Dern, minus 185. It's gotten smashed. And you know what, Dan? What I said on uh, set the spread still reigns supreme. Yao Zhao Nan got exposed by Carlos Sparza. Although Dern doesn't have the wrestling, if this fight hits the mat, Dern wins. Game over. Sub. Yeah, there's a, minus, sub. there's
0: a minus in front of the sub.
2: If it doesn't though, Jan Janan, if if, if Dern doesn't get her to the mat, Jan Janan's actually going to just pepper his strikes. I'm so
0: confident that it will. And I I was less confident when we did set the spread. Um, Jan Janan, like you said, got exposed and maybe she spent two years working on her grappling. In two years, you don't get to be like on the level of girls like Marina Rodriguez and Tisha Torres that both got, had just too much trouble with Mackenzie Dern. Uh, the That's why the sport's thing. fucking amazing, dude,
2: because right. it doesn't – I mean, you see guys who are like the best athletes. Greg Hardy, um, the guy who was just on Contender Series last week. I mean, we're talking about NFL athletes, and no matter how much you drill, these disciplines are not something you can learn overnight. It is a proven grind. For for Dern to be where she's at in the jiu-jitsu game, it is a lifelong journey, not a five-year journey, not even an eight-year journey or ten – I mean, it is a lifelong process for Mackenzie. And if Jones. we're being
0: honest, her MMA journey is really young. She said yeah. in interviews that she did not take her training seriously in terms of sparring, in terms of mixing disciplines, uh, until the Janja Roba fight. And you're seeing these crazy improvements, not so much in the, the straight wrestling, but in the ability to get her opponent to the mat using using the cage and using trips, and her ability to be a competent striker and not really look out of, like lost there. And it, it's exciting. I think that Mackenzie Dern's a great prospect. I do think she's going to submit Yajan on. Um, I don't think one Yajan is physical enough to stay on her feet for, for the whole 15 or 25 minutes. Um, and two, I think, like you said, when it gets there, it's just game over.
2: The other thing too, that I absolutely love about it is there's no fear of knockout or, or damage. In my opinion, because um, Jan Janan is a very high volume, low power striker. Um, she has almost no conviction behind her punches. Um, she has not won via KOTKO since the regional scene. Um, and, I mean, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, we know her head movement is not great. She just got peppered the entire time. That's really what happened. She just got peppered the whole time. Um and even Rodriguez, like I know she lost via split and a lot of people said, oh, Yahweh's The reason why Yahweh's lost that fight was the damage. Her strikes were, or were high volume, low damage. Marina Rodriguez threw the more damaging strikes. That's where the judges looked. Dern is in no danger, in my opinion, of getting KO'd or TKO'd while getting this takedown or while trying to get this to the mat. I, I think, like you said, Dan, it's going to be... It's gonna get to the mat, and from there, it's over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, do so the back her up for the cage. Get those takedowns.
2: When you get exposed to the level that Carlos Sparza exposed you, that's not a two year recovery period. That's a I need to transition my entire game over the next five years. I mean, even look at Kevin Holland,
0: man. Like he, honestly, but even if you transition, you never, you never catch up to girls like Mackenzie Dirt. No. There is a different level. Once you get to the highest highest level, and you can yeah, get yeah, capable yeah. at something, you can get defensively sound. Mackenzie Dern crazy, is that extra step.
2: What's crazy too is is you look at guys who do try to reinvent themselves, and it it just takes forever. Yao Shan's thirty three. She is her path to victory is going to be more. I'm going to learn to defend the takedown, not at mix in takedown, just strictly defend the takedown. And I'm going to do my best to keep it on the feet. Unfortunately for her, I don't think that's going to go her way. I like Dern as well. And it looks like it's going to be a tough night for Team Alpha Male. Granted, that man, who, who – we got Zhao Dan, Yang Zhao Nan, and Slava Claus. Slava Claus. Borishev. So it's going to be a tough night for the Team Alpha Male boys, um, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm, excited for, I, I'm excited for this card, Dan. I'm glad we saw as much as we did the same way. So we'll close it out here. Is our ankle lock Mike Davis? Can we say it? Or do I you want we more can. time? What, where yeah. is that line moving? It's moving in nowhere. It opened at 200, dropped to 170. Now it's at 175. So it's going back up towards
0: Mike Davis unofficially, but I'm, I'm confident in that.
1: Hang on, Reese. I'm seeing different line movement on Best Fight Odds, by the way. What are you on, on Mike Davis? Yeah. Not the Euros
2: Medich, the Vashlov? Yeah. I'm seeing it Vashlov. open to minus 250, and it's just basically gone all the way down.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Little, I, I misinterpreted you. Yeah, I so it, started it, 250, it's so just it it gone towards So
2: it Vashlov. bottomed out at 170, and then ticked up to 75 today. So it's not a lot of movement at all, but
0: it is going in that direction, it looks like. We can still grab 65 over at 590s. Oh, um, Love Mike
2: Davis. I think if you're crafting an early week parlay, Dern's safe.
1: Dan seems to be I just a big I just did Dern and Mike Davis.
2: What's that paying?
1: Uh, a little bit more than plus 120. Okay, I'm going to go throw 15 million racks on that.
0: What about a Dern, Randy Brown, Castaneda?
1: Hold on. Dern, Mike Davis plays 129. Do you want Castaneda? And
2: Castaneda. Yeah.
1: Castaneda plus
2: 257. I love that. I love that Dern mike davis parlay i'm actually placing that tonight and then i'll add that on to the bet tips um honestly an unbelievable episode enjoy the tuesday contender series fights to you two gentlemen to all of our listeners we love you all very much sign out for us i haven't heard danny do it in a while i feel like based on the set the spread record so danny go ahead that's <laughs> done
0: all right yeah let's let, let's get out of here